So John chapter 13, verse 1 through 5 says this. It says, it was just before the Passover feast, and Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and he wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin, and he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. This is a remarkable picture to me. A lot of us read this in John 13, or we read it in the Gospels, and we see this as a a picture of service. But if we really stop or pause for a moment and think about what's taking place, it's unbelievable. I mean, here's Jesus, the Logos, the Word, God in the flesh. Hi, boy. Taking his creation, literally, the sinful creation, and washing their feet. That God stoops and scrubs the dirtiest part of humanity as a picture of sacrificial love. I get really hung up in this picture because a lot of times I look at this and say, well, Jesus served people that way. We're supposed to serve people that way. But I never really put myself in the place of of the, the guy getting his feet washed by God. But if you think about it for a moment, you imagine yourself sitting at this table, and the God of the universe, the God of Psalm 139 says, formed you in your mother's womb. The God who you have sinned against and sinned against and sinned against. He stoops and scrubs the dirt off your toes. I mean, it's a really crazy picture. But see, the incarnation is actually a call to life. It's a picture of what it really means to follow Jesus and understand this extravagant love of God. That holy, wondrous, majestic God would come to the earth in the form of a human and wash his feet. And John even paints the picture of Jesus washing Judas Iscariot's feet, who in a few short minutes would leave to betray him so that he would be led away and crucified. And here's the God of the universe scrubbing the feet of the man that would ultimately kill him. What if we really loved in this sacrificial way? What if we understood that in order to follow Jesus, we had to truly live like him? To understand that 1 John 2.6 was not a suggestion but the call of a follower of Christ. That if we claim to live in him, we must walk as Jesus did. That the church becomes the hands and feet of Jesus. See, the incarnation is the place where our desire to know about God comes crashing into God's desire for us to actually know him. And then he extends a call to follow him. And the church becomes the hands and feet of Christ. We become the expression of God's love. 
What if we understand as a community that our call really is to put our feet in the places that Jesus put his feet, to put our hands on the people that Jesus put his hands on, to love in the way that he loved, and to turn our paradigms upside down. Instead of searching for churches that meet all of our needs so that we can find the place that we can attend and feel the least guilty, we began to understand the church is the expression of the incarnation. The church isn't about what do you have to offer me, but how do we reflect the love of God to the world? That the church becomes less about the music we sing and the places we gather and more about the way that we express the love of a God who would wash the dirt off my feet and then die for me. The incarnation is a call to life. It's an expression of God's radical, extravagant love and a call for us to live as a radical. And this concept, this idea, this this thing, the incarnation, is easily overlooked because it's incredibly uncomfortable to think about living in such a way. To think of the church is called to actually physically be the hands and feet of Christ. That we're called to be the expression of God's love. The church isn't about me, but it's about Jesus. And that the church isn't the place that we gather and sing and give so we can get a tax credit. The church becomes the place where we live this extravagant love to the world. Really what we're doing here today and what we've been doing for the past 52 weeks is trying to live in a manner that says, God, we want the world to see you. We want to live the incarnation, the hands and feet of Jesus, and we are a flawed mess, but we love Jesus. And if you're here with us for the first time or the first few weeks or whether you've been here for all 52 or even beyond that, we want you to be a part of this journey. We want you to share your story as part of our story. But understand that being a part of this community is a call to life because God calls us to it. And it's an expression of God's true love. That the incarnation, the logos, the word becoming flesh, well, it changes everything. As we really kind of close our time in worship, this is really where we just begin. It's really beginning as an expression of God's extravagant love for us. And as we sing and as we respond and we close out this morning, I want you to think about this. What is God calling me to? Why am I here? Not simply this morning, but why am I here? Am I here to exist, to give, to try and live the best life I can? Or am I here for something more? To live as an expression of the word, the logos becoming flesh, reflecting that to the world as the hands and feet of Jesus. I invite you to consider, consider this word, Logos, the incarnation, as an entry point to a radical life that turns all of our paradigms upside down because we decide to follow Jesus together. 
I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to stand, and we're going to close out by celebrating this incredible, amazing picture of God's extravagant love, not as an ending point of a year, but as the beginning point of a journey that says, God, we will follow where you lead. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus. God, we thank you that you care for us and you desire a relationship with us that's so deep and so real that it's beyond all of our understanding. That God, the incarnation is an expression of what it means for you to actually sacrificially love us. That it is a radical collision of the inbreaking of heaven to earth. That God, you came to us as a sign of your true love. God, make us a people that want to live that expression of true love to the world. God, hear our worship not as song, but hear our worship as a cry of our heart as we sing to you and for you and for your glory. Let's stand together and worship the Lord.